Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let's all have our knees up, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show. The shutter is down on the transfer window and the Merseyside Derby is upon us. It's Friday, 2nd of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. Raise a glass or a goblet, it's Friday. Come on, <laughs> Jimmy. What are you saying? Hi. <laughs> when was the last time you uh, literally got your hands on a goblet? Oh, not that long ago. Oh, really? Not that long yeah, ago. That medieval reenactment thing you still do. It's the company yeah. I keep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what defines your life, Andy. Well, Friar Marcus, carry on. Exactly. Take us through. Take us through this show. What company have you been keeping of late, Brassel? Oh, mate, all sorts. <laughs> And what you probably think is it means I'm not going to slag off Sky Sports because it might make you uncomfortable. You're wrong. Oh, I know you too well for that. Yeah, I know you too well for that. That change, doesn't change my approach a single jot. Yeah. Brassel on the telly yeah. again. Good to see him, well, though. Very so soon after the last what? one. Joking aside, it's great to see someone on there actually fucking knows what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who are you talking about? Melissa? Yeah, I was going to say, and, and, and he was also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, it's been loads of football activity uh, this week. Of course, we've had games, we've had transfers, and we've had opinions. Mm. Um, what has been your highlight of the week, Jim Campbell? I've quite enjoyed Leicester City finally signing an outfield player in Valt Faze, who is, mm. a, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's a David Luiz regen. Yeah. Like mm. it, it is uncanny. Saw him on the bench with his hair. I think we're, we're missing mm. that. I think mm. we're missing a player with hair like that. Mm. Um, so it's good to see it back in so the So we're league. in a different phase. <laughs> Very much so. Thank you. I mean, I'd never heard of him. No. Is he any good, Andy? <laughs> yeah, he's good. Good player. Great. Yeah, right. yeah. See, Andy knows. That'll be a bonus for Leicester then, won't it? <laughs> is, he, is he adequate for final replacement? Is that what people are saying? 
Eventually. Okay, right. I mean, you know, he's not quite as good, but Leicester are never going to go out and buy someone who is as good with the same money. And no. that's, you know, what seems to have given some Leicester fans the hump. I mean, they're not yeah. going to go and spend 50 million on a centre-back, are they? No, not according to Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. More on Leicester later. Andy, yeah. your uh, highlight of the week, other than appearing on television again. With your mate, Cav. Well, I, I think, I, I want to say, uh, Riley Towler, who was Wimbledon's uh, deadline day signing. You know the wheels and doors man? No. From um, Bristol City? No. You know where he gets... He's, he's got it, a little Jack, Jack, a little Jack Grealish hair thing going on. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's got long hair held back with an Alice band, which I always love to see in a defender straight yeah. away. Mm. And uh, he, he was quizzed by the club's TV channel about are there more wheels or doors in the world? Yeah. He gave he gave an excellent and very long answer and revealed himself to be the most Bristolian man ever. Okay, well, that's interesting. Sort of a reasonably cultured answer there, I yeah. suppose. Uh, Luke, your uh, uh, highlight of the week? Um, probably Ronaldinho signing for Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. No. Uh, I think he can make a real impact there. It's always one you mixed and I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you've just broken this. Yeah, exactly. You're really, it's Scott Andy Sky Sports newsness is rubbing yeah. off on you. Well, what happened was no one reported on it yesterday because they got the deal sheet in mm. at eleven, which gives them an extra couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it came through, everyone had gone home, so no one reported on it. But Ronaldinho will be making his debut for Leeds this weekend. If you'd have said Forest, people would have believed. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have said Forest. I just made it up on the spot. I should yeah, have yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. If I had my time again, I would have said Forest, and no one would have mentioned anything. <laughs> we can do an edit if you want. <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. Uh, go on then. No. What is your highlight of the week? My <laughs> your Actual, your actual highlight of the week. Ronaldinho signing for lit. No fuck. <laughs> I did have a highlight of the week. I think it was. I think it was um, your, your man Gary Cottrell. Oh, it was Cottrell. Definitely Gary Cottrell. Yeah. Uh, um, best man at Andy's wedding, Gary Cottrell, who um, who hosted. Sky Sports News. He was the toastmaster at Andy's wedding. Yes, indeed. And yeah. He, uh, he yeah did all the did all the announcements mm-hmm. and everything. Did a, did a great best man speech. I remember yeah, yeah. it well. Walked Andy's uh, wife to be down the, yeah. the aisle. Didn't dress. Didn't dress up. Yeah. Which is kind of his, his mo because mm-hmm. he. Dresses like he just rolled through. Brought his cameraman though, so yeah, we can course, remember the day. Yeah, also <laughs> absolutely. And no, mine was Gary Cottrell, um, um, basically doorstep. Well, the equivalent of doorstepping mm. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, who pulled up in a car yeah. to go to some kind of medical centre in West London to pass his medical for Chelsea, of course. And I, I was initially annoyed that his mate, and I know you were as well, that his pal was putting his hand over the it's camera. Like, and it's stuff. like point. It's like we know what's going on. Yeah, but yeah. The, I thought that as well initially. But then I thought to myself. You know, if you're caught on camera with Gary Cottrell, that's there forever, isn't it? There's no going back from that. That's there forever. So why not take the chance? Yeah, well, we should nip behind the camera. I'd have smashed the fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) But the the thing about Gary is it's not that he's doing all that stuff, which is, you know, it is annoying and it's tragic and stuff. But it's that he's proud of it afterwards. That's what I don't well, like about it. There was a report afterwards, wasn't there, where he um, was... It was very sort of needless to say I had the last laugh. Mm. They did a little... little. They'd essentially filmed this happening, a little report about how the driver didn't initially know where he was going, yeah. so they went in the wrong place and then yeah. turned out again. And it's like, ah, it's, like, yeah. it's really... He's never been there. Why would he... Yeah. Why would he know where he's going? Exactly. It's like really not that much of a win. I, I, just, I, just, I just think to myself, mm-hmm. if we're all being honest, do we have to have Cotterill <laughs> there? What, in British society? That's not for me to say. Okay. I'm just talking as a football fan. Right. No, just, yeah. I'd argue we might need more of him. 
Just never let him stop doorstepping. Yeah. 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 It's a 24 hour channel. Just What's Gary up to now? Yeah, yeah. Are you, you got a footballer in the house. Are there more no, wheels no or doors? Yeah. <laughs> you say that, Jim, but if he knocks on your door, you'll have a change of opinion. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Russell, I've got, got nothing to add on that, no? No, no not really. Fair no. enough. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. It doesn't have to. It's my oh, opinion, okay. not Andy's. Yeah, my yeah. Opinion. If you make those kind of signs, Andy, the, the, the listeners won't see them. Uh, also, I'll just, uh, <laughs> the, that represents my opinion. Not the opinion of the football ramble, it says here. Just want yeah, to add that yeah. Yes, of course. Appreciate that. Uh, just in case he what, tries to doorstep us. Just in case Andy gets you know, implicated. Yeah, yeah, we would want that. <laughs> but, uh, but gentlemen, deadline day has, uh, has happened once again. Um, and uh, let's, let's talk about Leeds United. Uh, you mentioned them and Ronaldinho, of course. They did try to sign, uh, actually sign someone called Cody Gakpo from PSV. Um, reportedly, they were confident the deal would go through, but they were, they were left a bit confused, uh, understandably, when... Uh, Netherlands manager and unofficial king of uh, the Netherlands, uh, Louis van Gaal, <laughs> reportedly blocked the move as he said it wasn't in the players' best interest before the World Cup. No, you're not, do- you're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you're grounded. You know that, that's to Leeds as well. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Don't even think about it's it. It's so good. You remember when Ferguson used to... Uh, block or, or reportedly block uh, Man United players being called up to England and so yeah. this is a different level yeah. this is absolutely and it, stunning and you know it's not out of loyalty to Man United yes. it's not like he's trying to hobble a rival because he hates Man United yeah, yeah, yeah. it is yeah. just pure chaos well because there was a oh. Urien Timber thing earlier in the in the window wasn't he where mm. he's, he talked Urien Timber out of going to Manchester United as well yeah well, I, th- I mean, uh, so it's just an anti-English thing. I think there's a situation where, say, the player calls up his international manager and says, look, you've managed a long time, you've managed in England, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about this, what do you think? And Van Hal says, you know, his honest opinion, mm-hmm. which is the only thing he's capable of. <laughs> he's not ever going <laughs> to be like, diplomatic. And it's different. But if he's actually just stomping around, like mm. blocking deals. It's definitely, oh. it's definitely the latter, You know what, though? Well, that makes it better. He's it, watching Andy on Scott's World's News and he's going, <laughs> right, I'm not having any of this. If you look at the spend of, of English clubs compared to other leagues and, and how many you know how many real talents have been plucked from, mm-hmm. from other leagues and, and taken to England like mm. short, surely someone does need to step in and stem that tide well, to some degree and who so Louis, Louis doing Lord's work <laughs> who yeah. better who yeah, Lord give, Louis's work give obviously all that, but... yeah, well, yeah, just... <laughs> give all that money to me yeah. indeed, indeed. <laughs> we tried that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't the only odd thing that happened to Leeds United uh, as well. They tried to sign Bamba Diang from Marseille yesterday. Uh, a Leeds uh, majority owner, Andrea Radrizani, uh, seemed confident of the deal as he tweeted in the afternoon. Let's welcome Bamba Diang and we will continue uh, to work on Gakpo. However, um, Diang changed his mind when he was at the airport to board his plane to Leeds. Apparently there was a private jet on for him as well, but no, 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 he wasn't interested. <laughs> uh, decided to sign for Nice instead, um, which was uh, very disappointing. An old Andrea took to Twitter to say part of the madness of deadline day we have been screwed up it happens even to the best ones yeah mm. and then Dieng failed his medical yes yeah, so <laughs> it's like an amazing addendum to the story yeah. well to be honest with you that probably did lead to favour yeah, but, but the way the story is written is it made out that Radrizani yeah. then went round and fucking kneecapped him <laughs> <laughs> we can't have you no one's having it <laughs> yeah. yeah the amazing thing is he could still sign for Nice in the next couple of days because everyone in Ligue 1 has a joker so they can Sign a player outside the window. Oh, what? really? So, so they could sign him in a couple of what, days. And you wait for allow that? Well, it's, it's, it's up to each individual country. And for a country. So, oh, for, example, yeah. okay. for example, the Eredivisie's window closed a day before, hmm. and the Turkish window doesn't close until next week. So, the most predictable transfer tweet ever this morning Mishi Batswai has moved to Nottingham Forest, he's hmm. fallen through, he's now going to Fenerbahce. Yeah, there we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, suppose, that. I suppose that makes, yeah, that makes sense because I remember. 
because Premier League experimented with stopping the transfer window before the season started, didn't That's they? Right, yeah. Yeah. But no one else did it. So they, yeah. they, they, they <laughs> were at a massive disadvantage. Yeah. But I, for a country that loves bu- bureaucracy, I'm amazed that France have allowed such a... a little... But it's like an extra layer of bureaucracy. Oh, well, uh... That's exactly why they have it. Just, I suppose. Oh, no, it's so probably, a caveat, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's like a, little, a caveat. A little jolly joker. Yeah. Well, how long I mean, can they, they have play to, that then? They have to... What, a month? I think it is. They should be the whole season because because they they have a they have a medical joker in Spain, don't they? Because that's where. Well, I've heard about it. Yeah, and all the that's how Barcelona signed Martin Brathwaite, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Remember, yes. and they paid the clause, so Leganes couldn't say no. They were outside the window, so they couldn't sign someone to replace him. They ended up getting relegated. Today, they're bottom of the yeah. second division. And Brathwaite, after getting his contract cancelled by Barcelona yeah. yesterday, signed for Espanyol and revealed himself, Love that. Love that. dressed up as the parakeet, and took the head off That's brilliant. to reveal Martin Brathwaite. That's pretty good when you sign him for the clearly, local rivals, isn't it? That's cool. Is this El Chiringuito's influence? But must be. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that would happen on there. Yeah. But, but, so, so, but the thing is, Espanyol are kind of Barcelona's rivals, aren't yeah. they? And it's almost a bit like, yeah, it's a great well, reveal. to say right? local. Yeah, but, but it's a great reveal yeah. to say that, oh, you've cancelled my contract, so I'm not going to sign to your rivals, and I'm going to reveal myself mm. under this mm. parakeet hat. Yep. We, No one in this room thinks that Barcelona are going to give a shit. Mm. Well, they'll give a shit when he scores the winning goal in the derby. Come back to Which me with exactly. yeah. interested. <laughs> By the way, put the pot on that. That's definitely happening, and we can all um, get behind it. Chelsea left their business late, mm. uh, made a big move on the final day. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Um, he signed it saying, uh, I've unfinished business with the Premier League. Jim Campbell, is it nice to see him back in London? Mixed emotions? Uh, two years ago, this would have felt like a disaster. Um, yeah. But you're top of the league now. Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, obviously he proved that he's still got a lot to offer at Barcelona. But I, I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. If he, um, if he's relatively static and underwhelming, I'll be delighted about yeah. it. But we'll, well, I, I have <laughs> a suspicion that he probably won't We'll be. talk about William in a bit, but, uh, <laughs> but, but Aubameyang, though, uh, played under Tuchel, of course, at Dortmund. Tuchel got lots of goals out of him and he yeah. often hits the ground running when he plays for a new side, yes. Barcelona being a very good example. Uh, and Tuchel said that uh, some players remain your players. Uh, and at, at Dortmund, Andy, was was it a match made in heaven between the two of them? Because we know Aubameyang can, off the field, there can be a bit of um, controversy and, and he does things not to the club's uh, want and so on. But him and Tuchel seem to get on yeah, very the, well. The, the stuff happened uh, at Dortmund after Tuchel left. Right. But I don't know if that was strictly related to the coach. I, I think that he felt he'd stayed at Dortmund too long <clears throat> and wanted to get a move and became quite desperate mm. to, to, to get a move from there. Look, I think the thing is at Barcelona, it's not just the goals. He was really implicated. He did loads of running off the ball, which he didn't always at Arsenal, obviously, no. especially towards the end. And very yeah. much in his thirties now, you know. So yeah. it's uh, it's understandable if he wants to just kind. He's of... essentially got to use everything that's left in the tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what I find remarkable about this, though, and I understand, like short to medium term, he could be good for Chelsea. Mm. They've spent a fo- they're kind of the Premier League in microcosm because they've spent a fortune this summer. Mm. Just over £250 million. I, I don't feel like they're any better than they were in the first place. And I think you can say that about a lot of Premier League clubs. You know, you were talking about the incredible amount of money spent, Jim. How many of these teams are actually any better? Fulham are. Yeah, Fulham very much so. I think you'd say Arsenal and Spurs have improved. City will come on to them. Um, but after this window, they've got Harlan in. They've definitely improved. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. We'll oh, I see. It, it goes without saying. Yeah. I think Liverpool kind of round where they were potentially. I, I, I take the point you're saying. I guess, saying, I guess Andy, the, though, the, the question is: there's so uh, much money. There's 1.9 billion this window, which smashed the previous record of 1.43 billion. Have they all gone for greater depth because the schedule between now and the World Cup is just inhuman? 
Well, spot, well, that, especially yeah, for the clubs that are in Europe. Quite possibly, quite yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. But, but it, it, That's it, your it, argument, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think Aubameyang's a decent signing, as you said, to yeah, short to, to middle term. Is, right. is, yeah. is there a That's chance... they could get in that position, right? Yeah. Is there a chance, though, that um, <clears throat> given the phase that Tuchel's in at Chelsea, is there, I mean, because Tuchel moved Aubameyang into the centre, right, at Dortmund, and, that's what, and he kind of converted him from this kind of mm. wide forward to like a centre forward, basically, and then got loads of goals out of him. Is that right? Klopp started that. Tuchel gets the credit for it. Right, okay, fine. Yeah. And and so and, and the big narrative around Chelsea, which I don't necessarily agree with, by the way, is that they need they, you know, everyone just says need every week they need a fucking striker, right? Which yeah. I don't think is necessarily true. But is there any kind of merit in the in the in the debate that says at this stage of Aubameyang's career, as Marcus has mentioned, he's got a lot of kind of miles under his belt, mm-hmm. he's a little bit of a character. Is that going to be the right fit for Tuchel? Or do they just know each other so well that it's going to be fine? Well, he knows the league as well. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I I think Given that the back end of Dortmund and the back end of Arsenal is like a bit down the line, I don't think it really matters now. Also, I quite like the idea of no someone's there who's not going to block Havertz if he turns into the centre forward you want him to be. Mm-hmm. He's not going to block Raheem Sterling mm-hmm. playing loads mm-hmm. of games in the centre forward position. And that was one of the things in the pub. I had to listen to um, Raheem Sterling, even though Chelsea weren't playing. Yeah. Uh, about, about, oh, he's, he's, not, he's not a striker. Well, you know what? That wasn't Raheem Sterling saying that. That was comments about Raheem Sterling. From West London, he could have been back. He could have been. If you if you watch England, you know that Sterling really thrives in central positions. So why couldn't it work for him? Andy, what about their fierce local rivals, Fulham? Um, They've had the busiest day from Barcelona to Espanol. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Up yours. Who's got a parakeet head on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. William, no, leave it on. Uh, (laughs) Leave it on. Wimbledon's rivals. Well, Flushing Meadow Palace. That's that's mm. the thing. I, I, is it, it Palace? It would have been Palace. No, Palace are interesting. But of course, right. of course, no no other club has really gone down from the second to the tenth tier before. Yeah, exactly. Really? So, so up yours. Pioneers. Well, uh, I miss uh, Rains Park Vale. I miss Rains Park Vale. We all miss them. But Fulham, <laughs> Fulham were the busiest team on transfer deadline day going about their business. They've got Willian on a free. They've got uh, Levin Kozawa from, from Paris Saint-Germain. Won multiple league titles there, Andy. You can't deny <laughs> it. No, you're a big fan of it. Uh, they've got Massive. Carlos Vinicius in from, from Benfica. They need some um, backup for, for Mitrovic of course uh, and Dan James from Leeds United which I think some people were surprised about I mean I sort of think very quick winger quite um, uh, you know he's a beautiful boy I, I think, thought to I myself think, climb aboard son I climb aboard I think we can all agree that he's a very fast runner yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Fulham are now so confident of staying up they mm. brought someone in to make the victory lap the quickest that we've ever seen in the league. <laughs> get Pansil back get Pansil back I'll be there don't you worry yeah. about that uh, yeah. but, but what, what did you, I mean Willian Jim you, you begged me to, to, to pull all the strings that I don't have yeah. to get Fulham to not sign him yeah. um, but he's now back in I, I don't know what they're doing there They've seen they've seen what what happened when he was with Arsenal. He wasn't engaged. He wasn't. He looked like he'd lost mm. a, a mile of pace. Um, it didn't work out for him in Brazil. Um, it seems a really strange choice to me. I think you, he's just going to block better players, which mm. is what he did at Arsenal. And, and Jim also one of the few players you can think of that at his last p- period of time in the Premier League, he and the club just agreed to disagree. Yeah, and yeah. he just left. Yeah. He was like, right, oh yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. See you later. Well, he was amazing against Fulham. Maybe they've not watched him <laughs> since. Yeah, I know. I think that he, he knows the pitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think it, get him in. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I think Fulham do need some Rui reinforcements with injuries to new signing Solomon. And also, Harry Wilson was a big player for Fulham last season and, and yeah. he's, he's been injured. And that's a fair point to make. I think that Fulham have looked really at it so far this season. And mm-hmm. I think the expectation of them, you know, is that they're going to, you know, if they were to finish in the lower middle half 
lower, lower middle lower mid table would be very happy with that, right? Yeah. But the way they've started, they've kind of, they're, they're week on week, they're kind of raising expectations because they're playing as such a coherent, mm-hmm. hardworking unit. Yeah. That while you need to make sure you can replace players who have, who have sadly, you know, are going to be out long term with injuries or players you've lost for whatever reason, I think they have to be very careful doing that because I mean, Brassel doesn't speak very highly about of Kazar at all. We all know about William, and it may well be that he's mm. turned over a new leaf. And Dan James can stretch the play and can probably offer you something a bit different mm-hmm. um, because people will be frightened of his pace because that's just how football is. But technically, he's not a great player. Yeah, but just, just um, lay it on for Mitrovic. That's what will be yeah. you know, asked of him. But he won't, the only way he's going to lay it on for Mitrovic is if Mitrovic is standing in the fucking stand because his crossing <laughs> ability is abysmal. So, I mean, well, you'd be surprised what Mitrovic can get on the end of. Yeah, I, 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 if, I, if I had to back a single player to get on the end of it, yeah, I would back it, him. Is it a flex, Marcus? Is that how, is yeah. that how good Mitrovic is? It's like, you know what? Yeah. We're so confident in, Mitro, in Mitrovic, so we're going to flank him with Dan James and Willian and he's still going to score loads of goals. <laughs> Can't yeah. play, won't play. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it, when you put it like that, it is quite surprising considering the start they've had. And one of the things of, that Fulham have done is, or Marco Silva has done, and he's the difference here really, is he's he's made them into such a unit. Because if you look at the players that have been starting, it's largely been the side that, that won the championship last season. Uh, even though they've made quite a few signings, but you've got Joao Polini has been a marvellous signing. Uh, and, and, Pereira. And, Pereira's and, been and, and Pereira's been brilliant as well. And then of course Leno's come in. Um, uh, for the last sort of few games, but really, other than that, the, the side that beat um, Brighton the other night, there was eight of them who were playing in the Championship last season. You yeah. know, so 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 very impressive uh, indeed. Chap, speaking of of wide men who are going to make a difference, Anthony uh, has been confirmed as a Manchester United player. Uh, of course, they've got a very talented player and a very expensive player as well. We've spoken a little bit about him, of course. Um, now, Ajax manager uh, Alfred Schroeder has spoken out against Anthony's behaviour. He said it was weird and unprofessional that Anthony publicly declared his desire to move to Manchester United. And Schroeder has said since that, uh, it's a shame it happened. Personally, I just think it's bad. I'm angry about it too. That frustrates you as a trainer. And then I think you're just a fucking player. <laughs> He continued, Today the amounts are crazy. Manchester United also paid more than £100 million for Jadon Sancho and they can pay that for Anthony too. Are the players worth it? No. <laughs> Very clear on his feelings. It's, it's better that. to say that about a player that's leaving than a player that's arriving. Yes. I'd say so. It's been quite, so quite surprisingly undiplomatic for a Dutch year. Oh, well, I was about to say. Yeah. And he's slagging off your, your favourite, Jadon Sancho. Yeah. <laughs> also, that isn't what he cost, is it? No, it isn't. No, no. Isn't. Uh, so and, and Alfred Schroeder sounds like a, a Dutch coach from like the fifties. Yes, well, Alfred Schroeder's a great name. He's also Brilliant. got a, a child. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. He's got a son or a daughter called Floor F L O O R. Floor Schroeder. Floor Schroeder. Yeah, yeah Love which that. is quite interesting. Um, is is it? And Andy, I, I've been dying to be in the studio at the same time as you to ask you actually how good Anthony is. So very very briefly, you could tell us that. That'd be great. And um, whether he's going to be suited to the Premier League? Yeah, I think he will be um, because he's not intimidated out of games easily. As, as we spoke about on OTC, he can get himself out of tight spaces. I think he's got a quite a high ceiling so he can get better. He makes an impact on big matches. I think he's the right player to buy for them rather than a centre forward because I think, as I said before, they need to get more out of uh, Rashford. Cristiano Ronaldo. And 
Maybe a, <laughs> maybe a little bit of Ronaldo. You've got to keep surrounding Cristiano with younger and younger yeah, players, much so younger. like so he can like like Prince Philip can just go on forever. Yeah, yeah this is all very James at are the you, wrong time. Are you suggesting he's the Leonardo DiCaprio of the Premier League? It's <laughs> a really good comparison. <laughs> yeah. Really good. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break, and then we will talk about Manchester United. See you in a moment. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. They play uh, in the same play style as Queen's Park races. You um, don't have to do that because then you please Queen's Park races. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Thank you to Ben Summer on Twitter for reminding us that the team uh, Louis van Gaal mispronounced was indeed Queen's Park Rangers, a.k.a. Queen's Park Queen's Park Raisins. Yeah, on Monday, that's which what I what remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Uh, we promised you a little bit more Manchester United chat. Well, here it is. They beat Leicester City 1-0 last night. Big win uh, for those uh, Red Devils, um, of course. Three wins in a row. Uh, Jim Campbell, impressive stuff. Jaden Sancho got a goal. Him yeah. and Rashford, nice yeah, bit of dynamism it, it, up front. Again, I, I know it's a really obvious thing to say, isn't it? But seemingly with, with a more mobile centre forward, it does seem to bring, bring the best out of Sancho. So mm. it'd be, be interesting to see if he can recapture the form that we know he's kind of uh, capable of. Because it is unfortunately easy to fall into this dumb narrative of uh, if someone doesn't work out immediately, they're like a finished player. Yes. That kind of nonsense does seem to prevail now. Mm. Um but yeah, he, I thought he was very good last night. Good performance from Lissandra Martinez. <laughs> Apparently, the, yeah. the away fans, Manchester United fans, were chanting Argentina. Right. And I hear in Argentina, if an English player goes there, they'll, they'll chant uh, England as Where well. Where are you going yeah. with? <laughs> Just trying to build bridges. Uh, carry on. <laughs> so that's about the dog with the trousers you saw in South America. Oh, blimey. You don't want to. Was that in Argentina? That was very much in Argentina. There we go in, then. In, in La Boca yeah. district. So I'm just saying they're doing it right there. He had so a little phone, didn't he? He had a little phone. He had a little belt. His little willy was over the belt. <laughs> uh, which, of course, if it, you still uh, talk about Lissandra Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, you know, if a, if, a, if a bloke did that, he'd get in all sorts of trouble. But dogs, they do what they want. Um, Lester. Yes. Speaking of dogs' dicks. Um, <laughs> 
They're having a nightmare. They are. They're bottom they of the are. league. They're without a win. They were booed off after the final whistle. Brendan Rodgers' comments post-match were quite interesting. Yes. He said, I would have loved to have added five or six players to add to the quality of the group. But if you can't do it, I respect that. I have the very best... Uh, I have to do the very best with the resources I have. It's frustrating, but I respect the people here. The fact that he's repeatedly said he respects the people here is based on Scott Parker getting sacked yes, for saying it, the same it, thing there, yeah. isn't it? It's, totally, great, yeah. it's great that he's also referencing the quality of the group. I love very that. Brendan Rodgers. Well, he did say that they're ready to fight and that they won't hide behind the rock and go away. So, so if the rock did turn up, I mean, what a guy to hide behind. <laughs> um, but but I, 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 Andy, are you worried about Leicester City? Because they've started very poorly and, and Rodgers is one of the favourites to, to get the sack next, which I think would be a great shame for him. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a sacking situation. Not for uh, Brother as, Brendy. Uh, as, as we've said like probably last week, I think it's far more likely that he walks. And I, I think this kind of starts to set that up. It's exactly the same reason that he left Celtic. When, when they wouldn't fund anymore. And, you know, he's kind of getting in his reasons, which I think are, you know, reasonable reasons. But I think if you read the chairman's column yes. in the programme last interesting, night, yeah. it, wa- it was very interesting. And it sort of explained where they're at. You know, the fact is, bas- basically, that we we have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Having having spent in four previous years, um, we, we can't do it for the moment. Balance the books. Um, yeah, and they, they he talked about covid in reference to them not being able to start the work on the stadium yet. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think, you know, people understand, the, the, yeah. the Leicester fans understand the owners. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might have booed the team because they've still got a lot of good players out there. Clearly yeah. they're lacking in confidence mm-hmm. at the moment. And yes, they could have done with a bit of new blood. But I think if, if you're, the, you're the board, you probably look at it and think, okay, last season, we had that go at getting to the top four. We were really close. We didn't quite get there. We won the cup. Are we going to keep throwing in loads and loads of money? And that could be Vardy and Madison contract extensions. Mm-hmm. It could be new 30 million players. Mm-hmm. Like Leicester have a big wage bill. I've, I think it's difficult to justify it if you're finishing 11th or, or, or whatever. The, the problem on the pitch for them, based on what we've seen so far this season, is you've got Jamie Vardy, who doesn't really look like he can make a contribution to the level he has been before. Uh, maybe he's, he's still getting up to speed, and that's fair enough, but last night he was completely anonymous. Individual players who've shown a lot for them, like I say for a Harvey Barnes, for example, he's really poor last night. You've got Wilfred and Didi having to play centre-back when he's a midfielder by trade. Mm-hmm. You've got Tielemans, who was probably a bit unfocused because he's looking to run his contract down because he wants to leave. And then the reason he didn't leave last month is because no one gave a you know, put a bid in for him that, that Leicester would, would accept. And they've lost um, a huge part of their leadership structure in Casper Schmeichel as well. Yeah. Don't, don't you think this is all stuff that will like settle after a month? I mean, they're demonstrably weaker than May, they were. Maybe, but but it's but what compound? It's possibly a fair point, but what compounds the problem is that if you are then not going to back the manager and look to replace these these some of these players, mm. yeah, with the, with the odd exception with the centre back we talked about, and and they've, they've you know I know they've brought a new keeper in. Um, it's going to compound the problem. It's really going to compound it. If you, a, a player like Keenan Dewsbury Hall, for example, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's not young, young. He's twenty three, mm. but he's not had that much football. He kind of broke into this to, to the team properly. What last year, yeah. last season, and ultimately now, if if and none of this hasn't happened, but if Tielemans had gone physically as well as mentally somewhere else, you know, I think he's probably a bit unfocused, as I've said. But if he had moved, 
who's who's going to play? And I mean, Jusby yeah. Hall would be relied upon in yeah. such a big way mm-hmm. to do something that he's probably not capable of. Well, keeping Tielemans was was big, and I think yeah. when Rogers said, you know, we we couldn't wait for the window to shut, he's probably. But it's but Marcus. That. I don't think it is necessarily automatically big if he's just going to run his contract down, go in the summer anyway, yeah. and not be focused on the game. I think but, the, but I think there's a difference between the feeling that a player like that has around the deadline and how he will feel in. October, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Once it's been once, rumbling for once ages, they start though. getting into a run of games, because the, the, the issue is what they're facing up to is, is essentially a season of treading water, right? Mm. That's a very Ooh. difficult thing to get yourself truly, properly motivated mm. for. But we, we do have to, we do have to remember that about Leicester. Yeah. They are, they are really realistic. Are they aiming for Europe this season? Like they will probably mm. say amongst the squad that they <clears> want to try and get in the Europa League or whatever. But if they don't, is anyone going to be sort of <clears> massively <throat> critical of them? Probably not. Mm. So it's, a, it's a kind of. I guess they're in the dreaded transitional phase, right? Yeah, well, quite possibly. But there's a transition without any kind of end game. Well, well, the transition is them just losing players. Well, but yeah, but it's it's right at the beginning of the transition, isn't it? Where you go like, oh, we need to change. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> True enough. Um, gentlemen, uh, uh, Leicester City's uh, victors, Manchester United, will be playing Arsenal on Sunday. A first proper test. It's a huge game. Yeah, it's a huge it game, is. this. It is. It's always a huge game. As well. It's always a really, really difficult game when Arsenal go to Trafford, to Old Trafford. I'm not going to say it's always a difficult game when anyone goes to Old Trafford, because that's not true anymore. But we still to manage to sort of make a pig's arsenal with it quite often. <laughs> <laughs> but Jim, I think the reason it becomes more interesting is just because of the recent form that Man United Absolutely, have shown, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, the, the form Man United have shown has been impressive in how controlled it's been. Mm. And that's that was the problem to start with, wasn't it? And actually, what's been so impressive about Arsenal uh, is that they've controlled games really well so, mm. so far this, this season. So it feels like... Uh, some point something's going to give there yeah I mean my only sort of slight concern with Arsenal is yes we've obviously been impressive they've won all the games if you're winning games then there's no real issue by the odd goal though they would want to kill off teams yeah, a bit also more. a lot of the goals we conceded have been very avoidable well straight from a corner well quite and, yeah. although so, I, well, well, let's I try and sign him some issues with that <laughs> yeah I mean I went to the Villa game in, in, in the week and I am allowed to continue to go to see Arsenal um, yeah. Jim wasn't happy with me going there to that was a game curse, because he thought it would be a curse. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a curse, to be fair. I was, Paul Pogba told me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was there the night Unai Emery got sacked, of course. There we yeah. go. Yeah, Jim, I yeah, think and I was there as well, Jim. So really, I laid the groundwork. And why don't you thank these two men? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bad Ebeding at the time. But, yeah. I, I, guess, I guess the thing is with that, the, the, the only slight criticism you can make is that it should have beat like Villa four yeah, or five it, it, very really. much so that, that, that's, that's it and you felt you know there was not to the same extent but gap when they played Fulham and you know they got themselves in a hole that they yeah. managed to get out of just like they dug themselves a bit of a mini hole although that was slightly yeah, against more freak uh, yeah. Although quite often with a game like this, when the the status is a bit higher, mm-hmm. you do tighten those things up. You work harder on them. The, the the focus is a big, big part of what you're bringing into that game. So I, this is a good test of of both Arteta and and this team to see see how that happens. Unfortunately, Party um, Elneny and I think Zinchenko are all still unavailable, which yeah. is they you know Elneny's not really a big player to lose. But if Party isn't there, then he kind of is. So it's um, I think. It's, Lukonga played very well against really um, well against Villa but in a in a in a possession sense you know we had a lot yeah. of the ball um, he's not really kind of a tough tackling midfielder as you as you need in that position now obviously Jack is going to going to help him through that but ideally you would have party there as well um, yeah well so with Casemiro perhaps coming in to start yes, yeah he might. a little bit it's, that, it's that a, could be something it's a real measure of for Man United as well because they were brilliant against Liverpool and that's probably feeds into what you were saying about getting yourself up and at it for a big game but they weren't uh, they, they weren't that impressive against Southampton or Leicester no and so yeah, they, they probably didn't need to be and they won the game and that's all they care about as Marcus says if you're winning games it's, that's fine 
Um, this is going to be a test for them because mm. Arsenal, you know, are quite st- literally statistically the best team in the Premier League at the yeah, moment. So looking forward to it. It'll be it'll be a good Sunday mm. afternoon treat. Probably have to treat myself to um, a little nap at half time after my Sunday roast. Love that. I expect. I absolutely love that. Um, by the way, gentlemen, before we talk about the Merseyside derby, just want to um, take a moment to say a lot of people on TikTok weren't happy with our comments on Richarlison showboating. Uh, which we, we spoke about on, on Monday's Ramble. TZ, uh, for example, said, when Harry Maguire is the face of your nation, these are, your, are the takes you have. <laughs> My take wasn't critical of Richardson. I said, I, didn't I say that? He, you, you said he was a prat. He is a prat. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with the showboat. <laughs> nah. I mean, the showboat, I suppose. I think, I, I th- I, the way I genuinely see it, and I apologise if I didn't say this on Monday, but the way I see it is, he showboated, I enjoyed that. He got totally free. I and also enjoyed, enjoyed that. that yeah. And yeah. the circle was complete. Oh, there's, a, there's a lot of um, sanctimonious takes on, yes. on the on the the uh, way. Talksport uh, still not over it. Yeah. No, no, well, no, the, no the, the, was it Johnson? Sorry, who came in? A lot of people saying, "Well, why did you do that? You were two 0 down. You, you conceded a free kick. Well, you know, it's not really that big a deal." And I'm a bit like. You don't understand what fans want, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you really don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Because he comes to our gaff and does that. Come on, someone's got to put a stop to so it. So apparently they didn't like that we were criticising Richardson and saying he deserved it. I think that you know he, he's welcome to showboat. I love watching a bit of showboating. Yeah. But he's, I mean, the players were, it wasn't me that took him out. Yeah, it was yeah. one of his fellow pros. I just like to hear Graham Souness is there. Well, the thing is. Oh, we've got our game back. Yeah. It's yeah. men versus men. It wasn't like Kevin Muscat that took him out or Ben Thatcher. <laughs> it's like Brendan Johnson. It's like a really good attacking player. Well, Even he didn't like it. Also, Souness said the showboating was fine. Ah. Yeah, he, he said fans are there to be entertained. Yeah. I can, wasn't can expecting. We, can to hear we not that set him up as the benchmark of whether an opinion is correct? <laughs> or not? Yeah. Exactly. Also, because he's always right. Richarlison has really enjoyed it on social media. He really has. Yes, yeah. very much. He so. can well, look after himself. Indeed, he can. Yeah. Uh, get in touch with us, of course, uh, for any of your opinions on what we say. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Gentlemen, uh, tomorrow at twelve thirty, Everton Liverpool kick things off. My goodness, Liverpool off the back of two straight wins. Not just one, but two straight wins, thanks to uh, the ex-Fulham man, Fabio Carvalho, who hooked one in in the, uh, I don't know, it was about the 150th minute. Or 96 minutes, 34 yes. seconds. There we are, exactly 94 seconds after the allotted five minutes of stoppage time were over. This was exactly the same amount of time Nick Pope had feigned injury in the 92nd minute of injury time. All the officials are tight, aren't yeah. they? The, that, Karma! I mean, that, tweeted that. Gary Coffield. <laughs> 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 from outside Nick Pope's house. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, I, I think if you were a referee, you'd be absolutely delighted with that stuff. Yeah, you've yeah. got to be, haven't you? Can't be better. Yeah. Can't, yeah. It could not be better. Newcastle for you. have got promote to promote that man. Yes, yeah. Newcastle, you've got to be better at uh, time wasting. Just look at what Fulham did to Brighton. Time wasted for five and a half of the six allocated minutes right in the corner. But, but with the ball, with the, oh yeah. no, properly. No, yeah. no, this That's just uh, game. This is game management. Isn't oh, it? It's, it's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Ju- Jules Breach was was not pleased. I, I will. Uh, no. Diplomatically so. <laughs> You've still got the stitches to prove it. Indeed I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was a great it was a great dramatic it's funny because people are desperate for that Liverpool Newcastle narrative to continue, right? Yes. And then we get a little bit of nineties um, fans. Are. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I think Sky Sky would run a montage is normal. Yeah, nineties fans. Fine. Sky is basically I, I am a nineties fan. I'm putting myself you, in you this. You don't cesspit. need me to tell me that. <laughs> I, I I do know you. Um but um and, and yet we get another chapter in this great story of this last minute kind of winner. Um, I, I thought it was an incredible end to the game. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, it's the game I chose to watch midweek. Um, a little bit of a rumble after the goal as well. With, with, it was funny because yeah. like, there was a guy from, from the Newcastle side, I don't, I don't know who it was, yeah. who threw something white at the Liverpool bench. It was like over a screwed up piece of paper or a folded piece of paper or a piece of plastic or something. Mm. And it was caught on camera at the time 
Then it was shown in repeats. Then it was all over social media. And then the Premier League, I think it was, released a statement saying, we're going to investigate the potential that someone threw something. at He's like, it fucking definitely happened. Yeah. I know you can't say that until you've actually done your inquiry. The thing is, when there's a dust up on the touchline, you spend a while trying to decode it and work out who the protagonists were. Yeah. But like, and when, the answer is always the, Cesc Fabregas. Well, <laughs> when, when the whole thing started, and you, straight away, before you even saw it, you knew it was Jason Tindall. Is that who it was? Okay. Yeah, he was He was involved. He's in the thick of it. TV. He's a character. He's, he's Eddie Howe's muscle, isn't he's he? He's tough, yeah. He's yeah. Tough. Howe's not getting involved in that. Nah. No, and that's, no, and that's no. fair enough. It was, Very a wild West, it was a Wild West standoff for a while. There's so bit. many people in yes. this. A little bit. And I, yeah, all because of that last, well, I say yeah. last minute, the last gasp goal. But a couple of people said to me, are you, are you a bit sad? you know seeing Carvalho doing well for Liverpool because obviously he was great Fulham and he sort of left and you thought not as sad as I will be seeing him score for Portugal against England in a major championship yeah. <laughs> you took the punchline away from me Andy. oh um, I'm yeah. sorry <laughs> sorry Mark's got four or five of them in his locker yeah still. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no you're absolutely right I, no I'm genuinely quite pleased with him because when you see a talent like that it's inevitable he's going to leave Fulham do you know what I mean it's but, a shame that he left so young yeah, say, in, yeah, indeed, yeah. But, but he is such a lovely player, so we want to see uh, more of him there. Uh, Liverpool have signed um, Artur Mello on loan from Juventus to uh, help solve some of their midfield issues. It's so, he's, I'm really interested in what you have to say on, on him, Andy, because the, the narrative around him is so, so split. I think it was um, Messi was saying he was, he was like the first player he'd seen who was comparable to Xavi. Mm. And then Juventus fans think he's a like, complete waste of space. Like, it's, it's completely polarised. Well, it's, it's, it's funny, actually. I mean, I'm going to take Luke back to the game where Barcelona what played at Wembley. No, he, he was, um, it was one of the best individual performances I've ever seen. From Messi? Like the only, the only, From Artur as well. Really? The only better player than him on the pitch that night was, was, Messi. was Messi. And Messi was like from another planet. Mm. And at that point, you're right, Jim, they, they did think they'd found their, their Xavi. But he's had difficulties with injury, difficulties with consistency maybe hasn't lived his life in the most professional way. I think what's the interesting... Who among us? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> I will have to defend that. <laughs> I, I, I think what's so interesting is it's the most un-Liverpool signing. Yeah. yeah. And because his stock is so low, it's just like, it's, it's a worthwhile pickup. It's not an instant gratification sort of pickup. Because you think of all the players that Liverpool scout signed before everyone else has moved a muscle and they hit the ground running straight away. Firstly, he's not fit at the moment. He hasn't had any pre-season at all, has he? he no, hasn't he's, played at all. He's not, he's not peak fit. The other thing is, he doesn't really feel like a Klopp kind of midfielder. He mm. feels more like a Guardiola. Like, he's not a Harvey Elliott. You know, you look at the way Harvey Elliott... Elliott great, yeah. But look at the way the energy, he, yeah, yeah. he dictated the tempo mm -hmm. in that game against Newcastle, for example. Mm. He's been better and better week on week, hasn't he? Andy, little World, little World them... Cup jaunt for old Harvey, what do you think? Oh, I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. But I, I think with Artur, it's a bit of a patience project. And the fact is, if they end up getting him back to anywhere near what he could have been... It's worth it, mm. but but just just yeah. take your time. You so, know? My, so my, I would just say very quickly, his mm. ceiling's very high. He's capable. He's a brilliant player when he's on song. He's a really odd signing for the situation for reasons Andy have said, but also because he can't stay fit himself, and it's going to take a while to get him up to speed. And they've got other midfielders coming back. Liverpool. They've got um, um, Curtis Jones coming back. They've got another player coming back. Midfield player that's not far away now. So. Mm. And, and, but he's a different option because he's a very different type of player. Also, as a loan, he doesn't block those players in the long term. As well. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so, yeah. That is very, very true. Uh, Everton, uh, of course, drew one all with Leeds United during the week. 
Uh, Everton, since losing their, their their opening two games of the season, they've they've drawn three and won one, so not a little bit better. Idrissa Gay signing for them again is massive as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the win was against Fleetwood Town and the Carabao, just in case you're wondering and thinking I've gone mad. <laughs> Don't slag off the Carabao. I'm not slagging off the Carabao, but I was just making sure that people understood that I wasn't just talking about the Premier League because other competitions are, are available. about four crates of Carabao in this office mm. designed... Delivered so that we explicitly don't slate the Carabao. And no other energy drinks are available. <laughs> <laughs> not in this office, they're not. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they... All I'll say is uh, thanks for sending the Carabao, but I genuinely didn't realise the Carabao Cup was happening this week. So <laughs> no, make exactly. of that what you will. You want it to go back to the Worthington Cup, don't you? Rumblows. If people are, if people are... Set, send some rental electric <laughs> white goods, electrical white goods, and now, now and then we're talking. Indeed, yeah. What did you? I mean, as I say, Everton, they. they you know, draws are better than losses. So well, there has well, been a little well, bit of an uptake. I, I think from Everton's point of view, I actually, it's kind of an interesting one because I like a lot of the signs they've made. Mm. So I like the fact they've signed Tarkowski. I yep. think that's a really good, solid, yep. guarantees you to play. I like Connor Cody. He's mm. from the area. He's really experienced and very good. McNeil's uh, a good signing McNeil's well. a really good signing. Mope, okay, you know, could go either way. James Garner's really highly rated. O'Nana, a lot of teams wanted him and he's gone yep. to Everton. That's a big sign yep. for them. I and just kept Anthony Gordon. That, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. more on Anthony Gordon in a minute. Um, <laughs> I'm not really the focus on him. <laughs> no, carry on, fault. carry yeah. on. Um, I just wonder if the manager is what's going to block them achieving. I don't really know what direction they're going to go in with the manager they've got. Mm. I think it's, it's just one of those situations where as our, you know, as our future leader Liz Truss said about Emmanuel Macron, the jury's still out <laughs> on, uh, on Frank Lampard. Great quote. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it, it frightens me how much you and Liz agree on things. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, you mentioned, oh, well, I mentioned Anthony both, Gordon. Both blonde bombshells. <laughs> both right-wing blonde bombshells, I guess. <laughs> oh dear. But uh, yes, uh, we, an Everton fan was seen, um, we assume it was his son. Mm. Um, I, mean, I hope. I mean, in a on one way, level, I he, hope it's his son. On another level, <laughs> yeah. let's hope it is his nephew, <laughs> uh, which is perhaps. But yeah, uh, yeah. An Everton fan was seen dropping um, a child, which we think was his own son, to try and get goal scorer uh, Anthony Gordon's shirt after the game. The worst thing though is Anthony Gordon hands the child back to him, and he drops him again. <laughs> yeah, he didn't seem interested in the son at that no. point. And he, but he seemed angry with somebody. Maybe it wasn't his kid, and he just used it as a smokescreen. Possibly but here, footballer. You, you, you're nice to kids. Is is a kid? No, get. Get lost. Either way, we all come to the same opinion about this man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good lad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, loves was his, he loves right. his, he's a good football was it, man. Was there priorities. not an Everton fan? I'm pretty sure it was an Everton fan a few years ago who was seen like... Chain himself to the post? Uh, yeah, well, that also that wasn't an Everton fan, was it? Uh, that it's happened, happened a couple it, of times at Goodison Park over the years. But there was a... You guys remember, there's an Everton fan a few years ago who had a child in one arm and he was criticised because he's leaning over the barrier, oh, giving yeah. a load of abuse to a player. Yes. Doing no, a he's, yeah. he, he was actually hitting Anthony Lopez, the Leon goalkeeper, whilst holding his his kid in the other arm. Multitasking. Good, good to set an example. That, yeah. uh, as that, that's parenting for you, multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, gentlemen, uh, before we get to uh, the climax of the show, Nottingham Forest are playing uh, Bournemouth on Saturday at 3 p.m. Uh, interesting one. Uh, now, we had an email, um, I believe, Jim, and you're holding it. Pete Howarth has been in touch. He says, in response to your question on Tuesday's show, who's going to get the sack first, Gerard or Lampard? The answer was the same as the answer to the question, who's going to get the England midfield berth at Euro 2012? The answer is an aggressive Scotty Parker turning in circles to evade the press. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so could, Parker could pop up at one, either of those clubs, couldn't he? What? At some point? What, Villa Everton or, or Villa? 
Yeah. No, no I don't think he's falling below yeah, that. Is he destined to be in the Huckabee zone forever then? I hope not. Take a, take a team up. I think, but I think the, the problem is with, with Bournemouth, we, we, we don't know what he was capable of for, yeah. for the reasons that there was that, that he got mm. sacked because he was unhappy with, with the lack of ambition or the lack of spending, one could say, with the board and, and, and they weren't happy with that. So, I mean, he's almost not old enough and multiple a failure to get a job in the November to February zone, is he? Oh. I see what you mean. So you're thinking Dyche. You're thinking he's going to send up the Dyche signal. Oh, Bournemouth and Dyche. Eddie Howe will be upset, won't he? What? I know he's gone, but like, think about what he sort of built and the ton of vibe and all yeah. the rest of it and so if, on. If Dyche did go to Bournemouth, there'd be a, it's almost like a nemesis situation because, of course, Eddie Howe had a very unhappy time at Burnley. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah! And now Dyche goes and hopefully has a, no, no disrespect to Burn, Bournemouth. This is meant as huge disrespect to Sean Dyche, not Bournemouth. <laughs> hopefully Sean Dyche has a terrible time at Bournemouth and the whole circle will be complete. That would be quite fascinating. And before you know it, Eddie Howe's the new Batman. That's right. And yeah. Sean Dyche is probably... Mm. not the Probably the Riddler. No, the Penguin. The Penguin. 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 <laughs> Definitely. Penguin all day. Definitely the Gobbling penguin. Gobbling up worms. No, surely he's <laughs> Bane. But, uh, with, the voice, with the voice. Yeah, the voice is yeah, too different yeah. though. The voice is uh, noticeable also, and distinctive. Do penguins but... eat worms? There's <laughs> <laughs> loads of worms, worms in the Arctic circle. Of this they do. Yeah. I mean, do Sean Dyche make riddles? Like it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> penguins are limited things to go on Before you get hammered on Twitter, penguins are South Pole, not North Pole. Yeah, I know. Okay. Arctic circles north and south. You know, <laughs> so where all the snow is, that's what you call it. Famously, yeah. Famously. T- tundra. Yeah. Tundra's fine. Tundra's fine. Yeah. Um, speaking of penguins, <laughs> um, do you want an, another animal pitch invasions update? I wouldn't yeah. mind. It, it turns out p- penguins do not eat worms. There you go. Jim's just checked. There yeah. we are. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go on then. Um, Grantham. Remember Grantham? Yes. Yeah. Their, their game against Worksop Town was cancelled earlier this week. You're joking. After a murder of... The collective noun for crows is a murder. Beautiful. A mur- right? Yeah, a oh. murder of crows dug up the pitch overnight so they couldn't play the game because the Grantham pitch has been infected by chafer grubs, which oh, are an insect that crows goodness. absolutely love. It's like, the, it's like, you know, crack to crows. Mm-hmm. Crow crack. Um, so they spent all night digging up the pitch in search of a little snack. Yeah, and the crows yeah. also dug up um, a couple of players who not even forest sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were no oh, penguins yeah. anywhere. There's another one under it. Yeah. <laughs> Cooper's like, yeah, we'll have him. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love it. So why is the game off? Yeah, the yeah. pitch, last night the pitch sort of turned into like a crow kebab shop. Yeah. <laughs> Who's playing fullback for Forest? A chafer grub? Yeah. I do, it was was the, the latest count. Forest have signed 21. and they, was, oh, was it? it 20, we're up to 23. 20, I know one went out on loan. But no, no, 28 of them left or something. Like, it was a ridiculous a number. <laughs> mm. Do you, I, I do worry about So Forrest. do I. It's like, I know they had a lot of lone players and there's a lot of caveats as to why they've signed all these players, but it's it's so extreme. But, but you know all what? All we can be sure of is that Olympiacos are going to have one hell of a team in January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, someone crunched the numbers. Someone did a, I forget who it was now, so you have to forgive me and take my word for it. Someone did a, a deep dive on promoted teams that have come up to the Premier League and signed over X amount of players yes. and how they got on. And I think it was only that Fulham side that actually were relegated. Is that right? It's, it's not actually as, as stark as you think right. in terms of how badly it goes. Generally speaking, I think it does tend to work out okay. Who's your money on? Bournemouth um, uh, away to Nottingham Forest? That's a, I, mean, I think Nottingham Forest win that game. Well, it's a big one for both sides because yeah. both are desperate yeah. for points. So you guys have said to me, I think I think it might have been earlier this week, you guys said to me you were worried about Nottingham Forest scoring goals. Yes. I feel a bit like if it clicks for them, which I think it will at some point, they'll be okay. And I think it could happen this weekend. But then I also thought that Mitrovic wouldn't score any goals. So, I mean, take what, take yeah. that what you will. Silly sausage. Yeah. All right, Luke Moore, what's it now time for? I'm just going to press this button. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. 
I don't know what that means. None of us do, Jack. None of us do. But this feature is entitled Jack's Encyclopedia. You would have heard it before if you've been listening this season. If you haven't, and this is your first show, well done for getting this far. Um, seriously, well done. Uh, the way it works is I give Andy, Jim and Marcus a category and all they have to do is give me an answer that fits into that category. You'll hear it. You'll work it out when you hear it. So we'll keep going around giving answers. And if you can no longer give a correct answer, you're out. If I think you're taking too long, I'll play my countdown clip of Gary Neville's orgasm. It's roughly about eight seconds for yeah. those who are interested in how long that goes on for to give me a correct answer. Yeah. Of course, there can be no repetition or of a previous answer, you know, either. Uh, the last person standing then gets the point. There will be three rounds, and they also got a tiebreaker in there in case we need it. All good, all clear. Um, the fixture computer, the fish computer, oh, yeah. has told me that Jim's first. Okay. Um, so you get to go first on this category, Which way Jim. Would it, it would it be? And it will go around or... this way. So me after Jim. Exactly. Right. So for those of you uh, listening who can see this. <laughs> Uh, which is none of you, it'll go, what would that be? Clockwise. Yes. So Marcus, Andy, then Jim. So Jim, Marcus, Andy. Um, clear as mud. Here we go. Category number one. You'll like this. Not a lot, but you'll like it. <laughs> as Paul Daniels would say. Managers that have won the World Cup. Ooh. Jim Campbell, just name me a manager that's won the World Cup. Off you go. Didier Deschamps. That's correct. Did it famously for uh, Brazil in 1970. Alf Ramsey. <laughs> Alf Ramsey's also correct. He's stolen my one. Mario Zagallo. Nice. Very good. He was at Brazil, of course. Franz Beckenbauer. Ooh. Very good. Won it as a player and a manager. Won it as coach of West Germany in 1990. Big Phil Scolari. Nice to hear him mentioned. Yeah. Chelsea Hall of Famer, <laughs> Luis Felipe Scolari is correct. Still going as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, Amy Jacquet. Lovely. Very nice. Correct as well. Is it Marcelo Lippi? Yes, Jim. This is getting tough now. Vicente del Bosque. Of course. For Spain. Very well good. done. What's that scratching sound? It's Yogi Love. <laughs> oh, no. So hang on a sec. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine down. Jim, it's on to you. There can be no repetition. If you're playing along at home, there's no repetition. You can't just keep saying the same name to yourself over and over again. Marcus has got his thinking cap on. It's a thing of beauty. Jim, I'm going to have to hurry you now, my friend. Uh... It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. Oh, I can't, I can't remember. It's gone. Do you find the orgasm helps? <laughs> <laughs> it's super distracting. Yeah, really distracting. Basically, okay, as soon yeah. as that's pressed, you're done. Yeah, so Jim's it's... out. Marcus. Uh, El Flacco Cesar Luis Minotti fucking very good his nickname as well yeah very good Argentina if you don't get one now Mark has got the point yep Ernst Happel oh. afraid not oh, I'm afraid not I thought he got that what were you thinking Germany 74 I'm gonna West Germany 74 I'm gonna kick myself Andy, I'm sorry to say, West Germany 74 was, of course, the great Helmut Schon. For God's sake. Sorry, or Schoen, however you'd pronounce Schoen. that. Marcus, you get the point. I do get well the done. point. Would, um, now, Carlos Bellardo? Yeah, for you. Uh, Carlos Bellardo was correct. So the ones you didn't oh, have, the ones you didn't have, I was trying one. to think of. Showing off. The ones you didn't yeah. have were Enzo Birzot. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Italy. Yeah. Bellardo, Vicente Fiola, Juan Lopez Fontana, Sepp Herberger, uh, Amore Moreira, Carlos Alberto Pereira. Carlos Alberto yeah. Pereira. Do you know what? It, yeah. The, v Vittori, Vittorio, Vittorio Pozzo 
Helmut Schoen, as we've said, and Alberto Supici, who was, I think, the Uruguay guy way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next one. Marcus, you're up first. Come you won it up. Come on. If you get this one, you win the point here. You've won, and we're all good. Category number two. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll go around Marcus, Andy, and Jim. <laughs> I'll get a lot of stick for this, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> players that started, mm-hmm. listen, to, listen to it carefully, because yeah, you have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Players that started. Mm-hmm. For either side, oh, no. in the 2008 Eight FA Cup final finals. between Portsmouth you and Cardiff not, City, you... there's 22 players. Yeah, you Just can have one from either what side. Year? 2008. What year? Fuck you now. <laughs> the best year, 2008. They can have started for Portsmouth or Cardiff. They can't have come off the bench. They have to have started. Outrageous. Marcus, you're up first. Well, uh, no, Wakanu scored the goal. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really glad I went first. <laughs> Correct, Andy. <laughs> It's tough, it's tough. It really yeah. is tough, Andy. Nico Cranshaw. It's got to be right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sully Mantari. Very oh, good, Jim. yes. Back on you now, Spelldog. No Cardiff players so far. Yeah. Um, it m- must have been uh, when Sol Campbell was there. When Sol went up to lift the FA Cup, we but were there. He was there. Correct. <laughs> the late, great Peter Whittingham. Now, I like this because it's the first one on the Cardiff side. Mm. And you're correct. Well played, sir. Sylvan Distan. Oh, did he partner oh, him? Did I he like partner it. him? I'm not sure if he did or Who not. Who was Sol Campbell's partner? You think it might have been Sylvan Distan? So. He's right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been David James in goal. Yeah, it was. Come on! <laughs> Andy, now it's to getting tough now. I, I think everyone listening respects you a great deal for getting sank on the Cardiff side of the ledger. Yeah, yeah well played. But the pressure's on now. Glenn Johnson. Nice. Very good. It is nice, oh. but is it right? It is. Oh. Jim Campbell. Oh. Papa Booba Diop. Oh, it's a big swing. Papa Booba it's Diop. It's a big swing. The wardrobe himself. <laughs> the wardrobe himself. Came off the bench, Jim. Came off the bench, I'm afraid. Wardrobe so, off the bench. What a confusing yeah, image. Exactly. I'm afraid, I'm afraid not. He came off the bench. Um, I, believe, I can't remember who for, but he definitely came on. So, so I need to get this, otherwise Andy gets it. Uh, no, I would have to get another one. No, because you, you, you started. So if, okay. you, if you don't get this, yes. we have to, to go to a tiebreaker. Okay. So uh, who's up? Who are you going for? I'm going to go for a Cardiff player. Michael Chopra. Ooh, I like it. Oh! Oh, what am I doing? That felt right, if that helps. Thanks, man. <laughs> so... It's a good effort, mm. but it's unfortunately literally wrong. So <laughs> and Andy gets one here, he wins the point because yeah. you've had an extra go than he has That's to right. make it clear. So you For the win need, here. You need to, to win this point, you need to name a player who started in this, in this cup final. I'm going to go for one, and even if it's not right, I'm going to enjoy saying his name. Okay. Pedro Mensch. Oh, Pedro Mendes, as we would say here. <laughs> It's good. He's oh, got the point. Well played. It's very, well done, very well Andy. done. I mean, that was a win-win situation. Yeah. Tell like me, I said. Was, did Matty Taylor start? He didn't. He had left. He left in that right. January. Good, because yeah. he was the other one I was going to uh, say. Let's hear it. Um, the only players you didn't get from the, on the Portal side were Lassana Diara, Herman Herideson, ah, and John wow. Utaka. On the Cardiff side, you only named one player. It was Peter Whittingham, named by Andy. The other players you could have had, Tony Capaldi, Peter Enkerman, played in goal, of course. Mm. The great Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank started no that way. game. Uh, Roger Johnson played. Joe, Le- Joe Ledley played, started. Glenn Lovins, Kevin McNaughton, Stephen McFowl, Paul Parry and Gavin Ray. For those of you who are interested in this kind of thing, I'm um, looking at you, Jim. Um, uh, Aaron Ramsey came off the bench. Oh, How about yes. that? A yeah. young Aaron Ramsey. There so we go. the final category, we uh, Andy gets to go first. 
We've talked about it a lot on this show already. I can, in fact, confirm there are 21 of them, not the aforementioned 23, as one of you guys said earlier. Oh, no. (laughs) 21 players have been signed by Nottingham Forest in this transfer window. Bloody hell fire. How many of them can you name? Andy Brassel, we'll go in order again. You start this time. Go for it. I'm only doing this to hurt Speller. Yeah, I know what he's going to say. Jesse Lingard. Up yours yours with a rusty one. (laughs) Good tactics. It's all about tactics. Mate, I'm done. (laughs) This is a first round knockout. Jim, you've got to stop him here. Uh, What's his first name? Yeah, I don't know. I will need both names. (laughs) Pedro Menge. (laughs) Are you really going hard? Jim. You're throwing the towel in, mate. Yeah, I am. I am. I no can't, I'm not having this one. <laughs> it's current, at least. Marcus, you need... I mean, I'll tell you what. There will be people out there fuming if Andy wins this with one. <laughs> There's so many names going through my head and none of them are right. Uh... To be fair, a few of them I haven't heard of. A fair few of them, let's say. This is ridiculous. There's 20 oh, fucking three. 21. 21, Andy. 21. Have a bit of respect. Yeah. There's a cu- at, well, at the time recording. Now I've, yeah. a few free transfers. Now I've ducked out. There's a couple that you, you can get him off. Yeah. Well. It's Torres. Well, I can't now. Smith. They've signed Smith, haven't they? Barry Grintle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go. Andy. I'm delighted. There you go. Well oh, done, mate. Me. What a poor show. What a poor end. So, players at Nottingham Forest are in the most recent transfer window. I'm doing very quickly. Brandon Aguilera. Um, Christina's brother. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you won't take it uh, too dirty in, in one place. <laughs> Can't think of anything else. What, what other Aguilera's uh, he, he could be. He's uh, a genie in a bottle. There we are. Saibo Awaniwi. He's um, what a Forest fan wants. <laughs> Loic Bardé, Julian Bianconi, Willy Bolly, you could have had. Oh, Willy Bolly. Josh Bowler, Emmanuel Dennis, Remo Freuler, Morgan Gibbs White, famously. Oh, yeah. Dean Henderson in goal, could have had a bit of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Wayne Hennessy, that that passed me by. Um, (laughs) uh, Weijo Wang, Chaco Kiate, Renan Lodi, Aurel Mangala, Musa Niakate, Lewis O'Brien, and Harry Toffolo from Huddersfield, of course, Mm. Omar Richards, and Nico. Williams. I think because it's I, so not, I, I thought they've got Serge Aurier in as well but yeah. that, that oh, there was happens. a bit of chat I I'm, think it's such a, a, an odd one and such a a, a good one to do. I just, just think blank. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just really think looking blank. forward to the first week where someone actually gets an answer once the goalgasm started yeah, that'd be great yeah. that will be that will be the ultimate I yeah, think good. on this game Tough there, though. there we are everybody well thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble part of the Acast Creator Network of course have a marvellous weekend the keys are in the lock you're free get the keys run. out what? where are they oh come on get, get the them Richard... out give them a jangle oh, get the Richard get keys out get the Richards out hey eh? eh? here they come oh, jeans are so tight rattle them get here off. we go get the weekend's landed baby the weekend's here I know I've, I've seen, seen it, it. <laughs> A lot of banter to be had this weekend, everybody. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. It's Torres! <laughs> Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. And enjoy Pitbull. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.